broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello, Welcome Home listeners. Thank you for joining us on episode 31 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm here with uh, Trevor and Damon. Welcome back, Trevor. Hey, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Okay. Lots of so much to talk about (laughs) with your trip, right? Yeah, wow. (laughs) You didn't get caught in all the rain, right? No, we we were there the week before it rained. So so we actually got – it was like hot, hot like it was in September for us. Or, well, for us, it was really hot. It was like – 34 degrees or something like that so so that was 34 great. degrees celsius let's make that yeah sorry th- <laughs> 34 celsius it wasn't freezing for for it. It, it was i guess 90 somewhere around there something like that oh that, that makes sense um but yeah so okay so yeah let, let's uh let's get into it here um so um this was my first dvc stay and let me say that it was night and day so uh, such a huge huge difference between staying at a moderate resort and staying at um, a deluxe resort. And then on top of that DVC accommodations, totally different experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I I guess the other thing too is, you know, so we stayed at the Caribbean beach back in September and just the atmosphere between Caribbean beach and the poly, you just, you can't, you can't hold a candle. You never want to go to back it. to a uh, medium. That's the problem. No, and, and that's exactly it. Is that, <laughs> you, so, get so, you get spoiled. So, yeah, so here's the funny thing is we got there. We were completely blown away. We were walking around, and then my wife turned to me, and she said, we're coming back here in January. And I kind of <laughs> laughed because cause we had talked about um, booking Boardwalk in January because we, we were like, you know, let's check out some of the other resorts. But then we got there and we fell in love with it so hard. She was like, I don't care. We're coming back here. And, <laughs> and I agree with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was so good. Um, so yeah. And, and as far as where we stayed, we, um, uh, you guys saw, I, I was um, posting stuff as we were going through the week. I tried to, you know, keep everybody up to date as much as I could while we were there. You posted um, we, some great stuff, by the way. It's making me very jealous. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it, it, we were we were so excited. I, I was so giddy when uh, when I saw where our room was. So we were in Morea uh, on the third floor at the very far end of the building. So like I showed you guys in the video was, you know, I walked out my door and I could see the TTC right there, which was like absolutely perfect. It was, wow. you know, you know, every day was like, you know, getting back to the room, I, 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 I don't want to be like this, but I, I had to kind of laugh at all the other suckers that, you know, had to go running out to the trams to get to their cars and everything. <laughs> and we were standing, you know, we were up on the, on the, the balcony, you know, kind of looking out going, Oh, well, it sucks to be you. But <laughs> <laughs> I always feel that way. Whenever I see anybody getting in the trams, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm taking my, my, my bus right back to my resort or I'm taking the monorail right back to my resort. Yeah. Or, you know, when you stay at boardwalk and you're at Epcot, you're like, I'm just going to take a nice little stroll back to my resort. You deal with all the traffic and the buses and the trams. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was exactly it. So yeah, it was just, it was so convenient. It was such a wonderful resort and yeah, I'm absolutely in love with it now. And so, so that was our first big first of the trip, I guess. So we, we, we actually had a lot of firsts on this trip which i know we've been to disney a couple more times but um so this was our first time on the monorail which um honestly we only rode the monorail twice while we were there and that was that was once to get over to magic kingdom before we figured out that the boat was like you know 100 times faster so (laughs) so i would would agree with that too it's funny like when we stayed there you know we thought the same thing wow Mm -hmm. monorail 
Mm, yeah, it didn't use it so much. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. The boat it, is such a pretty trip too. It's such yeah. a nice, relaxing trip across too. Oh, it is. It's, it's so nice, right? And and then you know also um, added bonus. So so for anyone that that wants a nice little bit of uh, magic coming back to you, to the resort if you're staying at the Poly, um, leave if you leave Magic Kingdom about like eight fifteen, eight thirty, you can actually catch the uh, the electrical pageant parade thing. Um, going across the water as you're coming back. So you can actually kind of watch it from the ferry boat as you're coming back to the resort. So um, we actually did that a couple of nights, and that was that was really, really nice. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah I, I've done that too, and it's really – it's a neat thing to do. Yeah. So 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 that was our first. We did the monorail once to Magic Kingdom, and then we used it for Epcot. It was, you know, hands down, like the only way I want to go to Epcot because <laughs> it's it so is, much nicer than a bus. <laughs> it is like the best way to go to Epcot because like you get there and then it takes you on almost like a mini tour of Epcot before you stop and then get off. It's like such a fun yeah. way to cut, to come in, you know, it's like a, yeah, you get, kinda, you get like that little bit of hype, you know, you, you see, yeah. uh, you see, uh, well, we were there for flower and garden. So you see all the, the flower beds and, and spaceship earth and all that. I so. thought that was nice too. Like I said, we, uh, we enjoyed that as well when we went. That yeah. was not this time. This was a few years ago. I think we did Flower and Garden. Did they have the the butterfly tunnel? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They had the whole big okay. butterfly area set up. We That's we went cool. in there. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that that was awesome. Um, what else was on our first? Oh um, yeah, we did our we did our first minivan, and um, we actually did use. So we took two minivans while we were there, um, and th- this was actually we used them to get uh, to and from. Uh, Animal Kingdom because we just didn't want to take the bus and and the minivan was just so much nicer. Nice. So so yeah, we we got the minivans to and from Animal Kingdom, and then um, one thing that I um, that uh, people should be aware of with the minivan is that they're not always available when you want them. So oh, okay, yeah. Like so peak we at times they're probably not available right when everyone's trying to use them. Well, no, actually, it wasn't even that. It just kind of depends on if they're in the area or not. So, so they have them, you know, moving around the resort. But if there's none in your, if there's none close enough for the Lyft app to lock onto them, you, um, we actually had it. We were trying to get to Blizzard Beach uh, one day, so we actually didn't leave the Polynesian until about uh, it was about ten o'clock in the morning that we that we were leaving. So okay. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you it wasn't know, like park time. opening time or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but we, we sat there and we were waiting and waiting and waiting and we just, we never got one. And so we finally gave up and we just got a regular lift, which, you know, it got us there in, in like, you know, 10 minutes kind of thing, but, um, definitely a difference in, and and not, not to bash on lift drivers. I mean, you know, I still very much appreciate it, but there's a definite difference between a minivan and like a standard Uber or a lift. (laughs) So did you think it was worth the cost of, of how much it was like for for using that service? So I I thought the the minivan was really nice for me because the so the driver you know he was very um, the the drivers we had they, they were very personable they were very you know they were asking us how our day was going you know talking about where where we were going um, as we were driving by like we drove by Hollywood Studios and the one guy was like oh yeah you know I heard that you know you know you know they're working on Star Wars Land like he, it, I mean for me it was you know I I already knew all this stuff but he was you know trying to be very you know forthcoming of information about the area we were driving through which I. I think if you're, you know, you're not 
at not Disney like a, all the time. If you're not a crazy Disney person like yeah. us, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. For for the, for everybody else that you know isn't in this stuff all day long, um, I I thought it was very nice. I thought I thought he, I thought it was a very nice addition to the ride. Like it's 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 that very you know it. I mean, it's better than a bus, and it's very personalized, right? Like you know, it's it's a lot a lot of one on one. And like I said, you know, the difference was is you know the Lyft driver, you know, the guy picked us up. He was very nice, and then it was basically you know a drive, like a ten minute drive, where we all kind of just sat there in silence because you know he didn't want to talk, and we we I mean, I didn't know what to say, right? <laughs> so <laughs> there's got to be some enterprising Lyft drivers out there that like just need to learn a lot about Disney so they could try to copy that. Right. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but yeah. So like I said, there, there was that difference. Um, and, and like I said, I honestly, if, if I could get an, like I was trying to get the minivan, but just the fact that I couldn't get the minivan disappointed me a little bit. But so I, I guess for anyone that's looking to use a minivan, you do have to keep in mind that, yeah, definitely, you know, prime time, like, like park opening, um, park closing kind of times don't, don't bet that you'll actually get one when you want one, but also um, just sometimes they're just not available. So you, so you have to kind of be willing to concede that if you're going to use that kind of service, you may not actually get exactly what you want. That's that's good to know because, you know, you can't rely on that completely, you know. So, yeah, I mean, because I, I had no I I mean, I assumed that there would be some sort of, you know, limitation to how many they're going to have out there and how many they're going to have available. But, uh, you know, it's good to know that you had a, not good to know you had an issue. But for folks that are listening that might want to use that service to have a backup. Yeah, definitely. So. So, yeah, like I said, it wasn't like, you know, like earth shattering. It's just, you know, something to keep in mind. Um, and yeah, so so. Yeah, that that was good. Overall, my minivan experience was good for the times we did get minivans. Uh, outside of that, other things that we did as first. So this was actually, um, or I'll I'll go into the, this next. So so special events and restaurants and kind of stuff. So the first special event we did was we actually did the dessert party for Happily Ever After, and oh my gosh, <laughs> those fireworks! <laughs> They're amazing, right? They like. I, I could not get the song out of my head for like like for five days after we got back and and you know every night we even better you know when you're staying at the Polynesian they pipe the music to the beach on the Polynesian so you know if you get back to your hotel early enough for the fireworks you get to hear and watch it every night and and yeah I just I was absolutely in love with it and so we we did the dessert party and um this time we we did it a little different so when we did the halloween uh, dessert party we did the tomorrowland terrace dessert party which you actually sit on tomorrowland terrace and you watch mm-hmm. the fireworks from there which uh I found out is actually not really the optimal place to be watching yep. the fireworks from there's cuz there's the trees cuz I did the same one yeah. except I did it during christmas and the trees kind of block your view of the castle, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. It's not straight on, and yeah, you're kind of blocked. So so they actually had another option that I found out about, which is the Plaza Garden um, dessert party. So you still you still go into a seating area in Tomorrowland Terrace, but then you go there about, uh, it's about an hour before the fireworks. You go, you sit down, you have your desserts and everything, same as we, what you would get on the Terrace dessert party. Um, but then they say to you, you know, from here you have to get up and you have to go out to a reserved area in the hub. And that reserved area doesn't have any seating. It's just one of those grassy areas that they have roped off and you watch the fireworks from there. Um, It's actually cheaper than the Tomorrowland Terrace fireworks, but in my opinion, it's 
much better. And, and you know what? I almost shouldn't be saying this because they're going to catch on <laughs> and, and <laughs> they're going to start charging more for it. But but so what we did was um, when when we went into the uh, the viewing area, so it's a big grassy area and it wasn't crowded at all. Like it was, it was actually kind of funny because we were, you know, all the people in the hub outside of that area, you know, we're all cramming in and, and, you know, jockeying for spaces and all that kind of stuff. And we went into this nice grassy area and, you know, everybody was trying to move up to the front. Everyone was trying to sit at the, at the, like as close as they could to the castle. And that's actually a mistake, believe it or not. Um, because, oh, because, you know, everybody was, you know, sitting down, they were all moving like towards the front of the gate. We walked to the very back and we just stood against the rail at the back of, of that grassy area. And we had a completely unobstructed view of the fireworks from there. So there was nobody standing in front of us. There's nobody, you know, moving around or anything. And so we just, you know, we stood there, we leaned against the fence and we watched the fireworks. And that was our first experience of happily ever after, which I think is, you know, a really, really nice way to introduce yourself to it. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. How was the food? I got to know that. Uh, the dessert party, it was, it was about the same as we did in, in, uh, uh, in September. So same kind of desserts. It w- I mean, I, I guess, it, you know, it's your standard, like you can get macaroons and, uh, velvet cupcakes. Um, I'm trying to think what else there was a, there was a Sunday bar. There was, there's also, you know, fruit and cheese and stuff too. If you don't want to ha- go into a sugar coma, I, I don't know what you're talking about because I, those things don't even exist to me at a dessert party. That's not even. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to um, not completely do myself in on the first night. So, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, fair. that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was kind of what to expect from a, a dessert party. There wasn't anything really unique to it. It was it was your, your standard trays of stuff. Um, I do actually recommend also if anyone is looking to do a dessert party, um, get there early because. Um, we found we we got there right as it opened, and we had plenty of time to sit down, get all of our stuff, and eat. And about twenty minutes later, everybody else showed up, and like the line was like down the ramp and around the corner for people lining up for the desserts and everything. It was just absolutely chaotic. So, um, it, yes. if you are yeah, if you are considering something like that, definitely get there early because then also to. Um, you don't have to you know sit around and wait or anything. You can get up and leave and go over to the other area as you see fit. So, um, yeah, all, all in all, uh, that, yeah, it was, that was a good experience. Uh, other things that we did as far as restaurants go, um, we did our first time at the primetime fifties diner, which I love that place. Yeah. It's so much fun. I, 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 we, we planned to go back there and actually between, um, and not again, not to bash on, um, sci-fi dine-in theater between primetime and sci-fi, I actually think I like primetime more because it, it, it just, um, it, it was a much more enjoyable interactive experience, I guess. In sci-fi, I don't feel like, like, you know, you're just kind of sitting in the cars. Yeah. You don't but, have that same kind of, there's not like the waiter is not playing a character. Uh, yeah, at sci-fi like they are at fifties or a whispering canyon, which we'll talk about later. But <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get into to the interactive part of the, of the meals <laughs> later. Um, but but yeah, so so our our experience at, at prime time again. This was our very first time there. Um, our great our our waiter was very nice. Um, he he told me you know to stop using my phone at one point because I was trying to take a picture and and I had to apologize <laughs> to, to it was Uncle Gary. 
Okay. And and he he kind of scolded me a bit, but it was yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and okay, let's see what else did I do that uh, I want to talk about that's new. Um, Pandora stuff. Pandora. Um, yeah, you so didn't do I, Pandora your last trip, right? Well, we did. So we we did flight of passage on our last trip. But we didn't actually spend that's a lot right. of time that's in right. Pandora itself. So this time around, um, th- there was two things that we did there that that were kind of interesting. One, or well, one we got on Navi River Cruise, which um, I liked it. it. Like it was a very nice ride, very pretty ride, but way too short. And yeah, yeah. So that's the big knock on that one. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I think that the shortness too also affects my big thing about that ride. Is and you know, like I actually like that ride a lot. I wish there was. You have a lot of turns, right? So you're you're condensed a little bit, but mm-hmm. with so many turns, I feel like I should never have to see another boat. If I was never seeing another boat, that ride would be awesome. And, and like, also for better. the size of the boats too, like they're they're so small that. Like, cause they only, yeah. they only fit, like they were two rows, right? So it's like four people in each boat yeah. or something. It's small. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It, it, w- it would be nice if it felt a little more secluded, right? Cause that, yeah. that's the, that's the whole point of that, right? You're in this secluded forest. Well, yeah. Give me a little more of a feel about that. Yeah. So, so yeah, and like I said, it was, it was nice, but I mean, honestly, it's, if I have to look at the two rides, flight of passage, I will most likely try to do again uh navi river cruise i'm you know i mean i'll i'll do it if i don't have anything else to do in animal kingdom honestly it's it, it's sad to yeah. say but yeah it's it, it wasn't it wasn't our you know our highlight of of the trip um the other thing we did there too that uh or well that happened while we we're there so so there's um it, it was a it was a show that goes on every once in a while and it so it's like these drummers that come out and the the whole yeah yeah, the whole theme of the show is the there so they had learned this chant and everything from from the navi and and so they're it's very interactive like that like they start off and they're they're doing drumming and, and it's like um it's this area down in pandora where um like you can hit different things and they make sounds and you can actually see like the little pulses of light like they're like it's going through the tree trunks and everything and so so they come out and they they start doing this uh they start doing this thing where you know they're, they're drumming and they were trying to um do they were trying to do this chant so that the banshees up in the in the rocks and everything could hear them and uh so you know they actually got people involved like by the end of it you know they had everybody you know chanting and drumming and everything and that was it, it was kind of a fun little impromptu thing like it it, it was it wasn't, you know, like a, a proper sit down show or anything. It was just, you know, you just happen to be in the area and then one of these things starts up. And I thought that was really nice. And I thought it fit the area or I, it fit the area very nice as a, like, because th- there is nothing really, um, stage show like there. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was kind of neat. And, and I like that, that actually stood out to me more than the ride because actually I think it took longer than, than the ride. <laughs> Did you get to see the big dumb paper mache robot? No, we didn't. Uh, okay. So paper yeah, mache, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, you noticed the, the how legs. he knew exactly what I meant, Tom. 
Yeah, the, I didn't know exactly <laughs> what you meant, but I, like I, paper mache, I don't, I don't know. No, I, I was looking for him, and no, we we didn't see him, but we we did stay around. And the reason, the only reason that we even saw that show that that I was talking about is that after we got off the ride, it was it was into the evening, and we were staying around to wait for the the sun to go down so we could see Pandora at night, so we, you know we could see everything lit up and all that. Which uh, again. Super nice, you know, awesome, awesome area to just hang out in if it wasn't so darn busy. <laughs> yeah, it gets super busy at exactly. night. I mean, it was like, yeah. again, one of those things where I was happy to see it once. But wait, I, I kind of zoned out there for a little bit. Did you talk about the food? You already mentioned the food last time you were there, right? You ate there last time or no? Uh, well, we, so we got the drink from there. We haven't, we actually haven't eaten the food from there because oh, my wife. Good. Yeah, I, and I and I meant to try it, but the, but my wife, we were, or I shouldn't blame it on her because I I didn't disagree with her, but she we were you know thinking about where to eat, and she was like, let's go to Flame Tree, and I was like, yeah, I want Flame Tree. <laughs> so Trevor, that's literally the exact same thing that happened to me. I was like, let's go eat at food the, is at, really good. Yeah, at let's go eat at what is it, Satuli Canteen, and she yeah. and my wife's yeah. like, let's go to Flame Tree, and I'm like, okay, well that's fine, but yeah. I really want to go to this place, but okay, we'll go to Flame Tree. Flame Tree's always good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the problem is, you know, it, um, I, I think that, that was something that kind of happened on this trip, too, is we, we figured out um, stuff on our last trip that we liked. And so we kind of a few times we gravitated back to those things that we knew that we liked. So we, we didn't go out of our comfort zone to experiment and everything. And and you're right. I absolutely wish that I went to Satuli Canteen because um, I know what you're talking about, Damon, is that the like the food there is supposed to be really unique and, you know, you know, good. So I did want to try it, but by the time I realized it, we were already eating at Flame Tree. So I just kind of went, oh, well. But we did go and get the Night Blossom again, though, which um, is is a really, really nice drink. Is that, is that the one that has, like, the little, um, the little uh, I, don't, I don't want to call them little balls. I don't know what yeah, they are. The, the, uh, I don't know what those orbs are, but they're full of, like, some fruit juice or something. But, it, again, just... Great drink to have if it's... Wait, the, but the bobbly thingies? Yeah, the bobble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever those is, yeah. balls Someone's going to write and tell us what, you yeah. know, the right thing, so... <laughs> yeah, so, so the, yeah, we did have the Night Blossom again, which I, I found that one last time is... It, it's really good. It's like it's like passion fruit and a bunch of other stuff in there. Uh, we got to hear, hear about your review for, of The Void. Yes, I was, I was actually just going to get to that, so... <laughs> it's got to um, be like a spoiler-free review. I mean, yeah, if it's a review, true. since I haven't okay, gone it, yet. This but is going to be hard. <laughs> here, here's the question for me. Was it worth the money? Because really so, that just tells me everything. All right. So so let me explain how our Friday went. <laughs> um, we got to Disney Springs and I had an 11 o'clock reservation for The Void. And so me and my son went in and we did it. And, uh, and then we went off and we got some lunch at Polite Pig. And then we came back and we did The Void again. So we so did, you did it twice. Yeah, we did it twice in one day. So, so. that says something right there. <laughs> uh, and so wait, I, it's not completely booked up though. You can go there same day and walk no. in. It's, no, it's usually not. Yeah, and, and, I, and I don't know if it's because people don't know about it or if it's just just that side north of being expensive enough. And you, you know what I mean. I don't know. And and it is it is expensive. So I mean, for the two of us, I believe it. You're seventy it was, bucks. Yeah, it was seventy bucks for the two of us. So I mean, that's why I said, you know, let's go have lunch and let's think about it before we come back again. But I also realized it, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be back here again for a long time. I want to do it again because it was 
the thing about it is that even doing it the second time, there is so much going on in it that like my son and I didn't have the same experience. And, and I, and I don't want to get too spoilery, but we didn't, we were, we weren't always looking at the same thing. It doesn't actually force you to, or well, I mean, it does at certain points, but there's spots where you actually end up both doing different things. So, so doing it again meant that we could see more of it. Like there was more details, more little things that we didn't catch the first time. And also being that we, you know, kind of knew what to expect after the first time we were a little more prepared and able to, to do things more efficiently, I guess. So, so, so it it is the same storyline though every yes. time. It's it's just, but you can experience it differently because you kind of have a lot of freedom in what you're doing, right? Yeah, and, and and so, I okay, I'm I'm sorry, I have to give like a tiny little spoiler to it. You <laughs> you do you do end up getting a blaster in it. So, um, and the only reason I say that is so for an example, when my son first got his blaster, um, he shot up the room we were in which um, alerted everybody to our presence a lot sooner than I necessarily wanted them to be. <laughs> and and the second time around, we didn't do that. So things played out a little bit differently. Interesting. So, yeah. But that's like really interactive. The fact that you were like just shooting up that room, just messing around, made the story move forward a little bit quicker. Yeah. And, and, and just like, like everything. And I guess Damon, so, so to uh, like, I know, I know you've done a lot of VR and stuff. The thing that was different for me on this was that, you know how, when you're doing VR, how, when there's stuff around you, like you can put your hand through it, right? Like it's never, it's it's never really there. Yeah. When, when you put your hand out and, and for starters, like, like you can actually see that part of it. Yep. And when you actually like, you know, when you touch something and it's actually there, it's actually a little jarring at first. <laughs> like because because you you actually kind of forget that you're in VR because you you're actually interacting with with everything in the environment. And and that to me made it a lot more um a lot more enjoyable than anything I've done with VR. And the, and the same as you, like I've I've played a lot of VR games and I've done a lot of cool VR stuff, but this was really next level because it had all of the it had all of the tactile stuff. Like you you could feel um, you could feel when, when you're getting shot at, you could, you could feel that you could feel like you go into a room and, and, or while well, you're on the lava planet, right. And you can feel the heat from the lava, like all those little details. And it, and it's all that, like, I know it's not Disney, but it's all that Disney type stuff. Like, you know, when you get on Soren, how like, you know, you can smell things and all that kind of stuff. Like it was that yeah. level of, of interactivity. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it, and it made it super enjoyable. I wish it was longer, but at the same time, I can understand why they can't make it any longer because it do, it is a it is a it is start to finish a um, a, a self contained story. But it, it's it's really a good premise for you know how VR can go. Like how like if we start seeing more and more of this kind of stuff, I would be super happy because it is that next level of of just interactivity right i i don't know how else to, to say it it was yeah. it was good <laughs> that sounds awesome yeah and, so. and yeah i i would I, I i mean i i want to you know 
<laughs> part of me wants to you know just tell you guys start to finish how it was but i don't want to i don't want to spoil, spoil it over it because yeah. it, it was just there was so many cool little bits in it that just really blew me away and it was just yeah it, it was fun and, and like i said my my son came out and right away the first thing he said was can we do it again and the fact that you know <laughs> me as me as the father didn't instantly go no <laughs> and, and I had to kind of go, well, okay, let me think about this. Like, I mean, <laughs> I think that says a lot. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, says a, that definitely says a lot. So, yeah. Damon, you're going on your next trip, right? You're scheduled to do it on your trip. I mean, I, I don't have tickets yet, but yes, we're, we're, that's part of the plan. I'm going okay. soon. Like, I kind of keep forgetting that. Like, I'm going in like one, two, three, three weeks maybe. Oh, wow. Oh, you yes, are you are. Soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are going soon. Yeah, yeah no, well, it, it kind of crept up on us. I still don't have tickets or anything yet, but yeah, yeah, should probably and, book that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, booking it was more. The, um, oh, I so, don't even have park tickets either. That's what I was right. saying. But, <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, bu- booking the void. Um, so when we booked, when we booked it initially, there was only two of us there because we we also got there fairly early in the morning, and I think it also gets busier later in the day because you know it seems like that might be a night thing as yeah. people finish up the park. Yeah. Again, I think the other thing, you know, Tom, with the void is that that becomes a little interesting is right for and I'm so, you know, Trevor's a big Star Wars fan, so I can see this. But for people that are coming, especially from far and don't come often, it is not a must do. Right. So I think that's also why it doesn't, you know, get super packed as of yet. That's yeah, my take. I think once Star Wars land takes off and there's this whole thread throughout everything. I think it might be a little different. And I would agree with you on that, is that I, I think it's just not quite there yet where the level of Star Wars fanaticism is in the park. So even though it's there, but... Yeah, that yeah. and the price point still. Because again, you're saying, you know, two people, 70 bucks, half an hour. Yeah. And and yeah, I would agree. It's You're right. It's And, and it's I think the price point is fine, yeah. personally. But I could see how... If you're debating between certain things and you're not there all the time that, you know, you're going to probably flip on the other side. Like, you know, for us, I mean, my daughter's not going to do it, right? You have to be able to carry around, you know, some equipment with you, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, she's just turned eight. You know, I don't think she wants to do it anyway, but like she's not going to do it. So then that sits my wife at. Now, think about it. If I had, you know, not such a great wife, right? She'd be like, whoa, 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 where are you going? Like, you know, <laughs> we got Disney to do. So, yeah. you know, but again, like, you know, for us, they'll go shopping. So, and with with new Disney Springs, they'll be quite happy shopping. They'll be pretty yeah, busy. And, the, and, yeah, and that's a good point. Is, or, or, well, so, uh, yeah, two things is one, the, the equipment. My son, when, when we got in there, the first thing he said was, this is really heavy. Like, he was, I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to handle the I, I want to say helmet. it's like, it, it, it's 10 pounds for 30 minutes, something along those lines. I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. I think it's even heavier than that. Like that, because it's not just VR goggles, like it's a full on helmet with earphones and everything on it. So it's a lot more weight than, than a standard VR headset that I've worn before. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the headset was one thing, but, um, then also you get the vest as well which uh, the vest, it, it doesn't like, you know, stop you from moving, but you can definitely feel that it's, it's, you know, pulling down on your, on your chest. So um, just keep that in mind. If you got young kids, my, my son was just 10 years old when we did it. So he, 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 you know, complained about it for like the first two minutes, but then once we got in there, he was, you know, he was over the moon with all the effects and everything. So, you know, that didn't matter. So, <laughs> 
Would you say like um, heavier or lighter than like a standard like laser tag vest? Like, if you uh, like definitely heavier. A lot heavier. Okay. Yeah, they they actually have it on. Like when they when they put you into it, they've actually got a like a, a rig system. So it's actually held up on the rig system and they get you to kind of get into it and tighten everything up first and then they release it. And then you can kind of feel everything like you can feel the weight of everything. So they, they, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it, it's nothing, nothing like a, a regular laser tag or BR setup that I've seen. So I feel like I'd come out of that needing like a back massage or like a, no, <laughs> like it, 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 it says 10 pounds. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I mean, I, I had a, I had to look it up. <laughs> I, I, I guess, I guess, yeah. With the the way it's dispersed across your body, it it can feel a bit heavier than that. So, and again, for young kids, you know, ten pounds is a lot of a lot of extra weight yeah, when they so. weigh 40 50 pounds yeah yeah, yeah i exactly. wouldn't want to carry a fourth of my body weight around for, yeah for uh, 30 minutes that's for sure yeah yeah so yeah keep that in mind the other thing too um so just going back to the fact that we did it twice the first time we went in um there was only two of us in there and then the second time we went in there was two of us but they actually paired us with uh with another two people so um that changed up the experience somewhat as well because um, having more of us in there, it was actually a lot more hectic. So, so they do actually scale the experience to the amount of people as well. And I don't even know what the maximum is. I don't know if it's four or six that can go in at a time. Although I couldn't imagine them doing any more than six because some of those rooms are... It's four. Okay, so it is four, yeah. I was going to say any more than that. The rooms are don't support... Um, it, like, they're not that big, right? So... So yeah, if there was more people than that, it would just get really, <laughs> really uh, crazy in there. But yeah, just having more people, we did notice. Like my son and I definitely noticed a difference between the amount of action that was going on between just the two of us and and with the four of us in there. So something sounds to keep like, in mind. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, so, that sounds awesome though. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that, I guess that's kind of the, the sum of my trip is that, you know, we loved it and we can't wait to go back. So we're going back in January. <laughs> nice. Sweet. Yep. Awesome. Sounds like you had a great trip. Uh, I definitely was uh, I, a lot. I, I noticed a lot of our listeners were looking at your videos and photos and uh, and liking them and commenting on them. So uh, thanks for sharing those. That was really cool. So mm-hmm. you're welcome. Great. All right. Anything else you want to mention about that before we uh, move on to some other things? Uh, nope. I think I've covered pretty much everything that was of interest to me for that trip. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, so, you know, we do like to usually start the show, you know, we, we started the show talking, talking, uh, about Trevor's trip, but, uh, you know, of course we always like to talk about some DVC news. Uh, and so one of the things that is, is out there and this, uh, kind of came out a little bit after our last episode came out, uh, was the, uh, DVC member cruises have been announced and I know Damon, you're a big cruiser, but I don't think you've done a member cruise before, right? I don't. I don't think no. No, no. Okay. I. I, <clears throat> I don't see the allure. Yeah, but I that's get it. just me. No, you know, it. It, it, it's interesting because I guess it just depends how you travel, right? So we usually travel when we cruise in our own group. Um, I know a lot of people that travel cruise wise by themselves, right? That's usually how it's done, um, and you know they like the interaction of other people, and and, and why not already when you have one thing in common from the get-go, right? That's kind of cool, yeah. right? Forget about the swag, forget about the all the other stuff, but, you know, going in with something to talk about right from the get-go seems like it would be helpful um, when you sit down to dinner for the first time. So I can see the allure from from yeah. that end, but again, I, I don't cruise like that. I cruise with people, 
you know, like not just my family. So, you know, for me, it, it doesn't really matter. Understand. Yeah. And, and for those that don't know, so the, the member cruise is, you know, regular Disney Cruise Line uh, voyages, but they're specific to DVC members. Uh, so there's going to be a five night cruise along the Pacific Coast and a seven night cru- uh, cruise in uh, Bermuda. Uh, in 2019, and and so these DVC member cruises do have some special things to them. They do have unique entertainment. Uh, you know, they'll have speakers, they'll have celebrity guests. They usually you'll get a gift in your stateroom every every day. Uh, you know, or, or every other day or something like that. Um, you know, you do have to you can use points uh, and cash for these. Uh, normally, to use your points towards a cruise, there would be the ninety five dollar fee for for. Uh, using that but it is waived for the member cruise uh these things tend to be super popular so um you know booking begins for this on january uh, january huh june 23rd uh so if you are interested in doing this uh, you should definitely check it out but um i you know for me I, i'm kind of like you damon i i was looking at the price of this which is extremely high and i'm like i don't know if i'd be interested in doing this i would love to go on a member cruise but and i don't know is it more expensive than a regular disney cruise like is is the cost more if we did the exact same itinerary is it more expensive or more i, I don't know that's a good I mean, question i'm not sure yeah i mean my, my my guess would be that it's not but it's just they book up fast um, I, again, yeah. D- Disney is so different than other cruise lines, right? The further out you book, the cheaper it is, rather than the closer you book, the cheaper it is, like a lot of cruise lines. So, you know, it's just, it's a little different in general. Well, this will book up quickly. Uh, for, from what I've heard in the member cruises in the past, they've booked up very fast. So uh, I don't know if either one of you guys are interested in doing it, but uh, I'm definitely not going to be doing it. <laughs> you know, it, it reminds me, like I said, of an interesting story. So, you know, we get into... You know, the DVC um, party on the cruise, right? And again, we're with our friends and it's like, all right, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, you know, kind of see, you know, kind of chit chat and meet people and this and that and the other thing. And then you realize you're on a cruise. Like, I, I'm not at a, you know, I'm not at a mixer. I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not there to necessarily meet people. Now, what's funny is, is though, I, I know a lot of people that that's exactly what they do. And then they, you know, cruise with those people for, you know, the next, you know, 50 years, right? They meet somebody on a cruise and then, you know, that's their best friend and they go, you know, we kind of had that built in. So I, I don't know how that would work, you know, in general, but we got to the mixers and we're kind of like, eh, all right, these people are DVC, you know, you chit chat and then you walk away. So I, I don't know. I'd rather go on a Star Wars cruise than a member cruise. I hate to say it. <laughs> they should do a Star Wars member cruise. Then that would be, that Ooh. would sell out really fast. Double down. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm assuming that would be a problem. I'd rather just go on a Star Wars cruise where there was, like, a Star Wars test. And, like, if you didn't pass it, you weren't allowed on. Like, you got to be serious about it. Now, if you want to get on, you got to be serious. Now, would you take this test when you booked it? Because then that would no, not be no, open book. No, you can't cheat. You can cheat. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. You, what would happen is, right, you would have to actually maybe call up to book. And it would be, you know, oh, some random okay. questions, maybe. Time. And if not, sorry, nope. And we put a black mark on your account now. Now you can't book for the whole year. You got to go back and study. Go watch. Better go watch the episodes again. Come back next year. Yeah, go, go watch all the movies and tell us how how you did. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Uh, wow. <laughs> I didn't expect that conversation to go there. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I do like these member cruises. I think, as we talked about before, more benefits are always better. Although this is not... I don't know if I consider this an, a benefit or, or a member extra. 
you know, I, I know they're doing extra things on the cruise and it's extra special, but, uh, you know, I, I for me, uh, a member benefit or something special is not something I have to spend 10 grand on. So I, I don't know. That's maybe. Yeah. Just me. I mean, I, I guess, it, again, it kind of depends on where you are, right? Like, I mean, for us, um, my wife doesn't do boats, period. So, you know, anything cruise related is pretty much off the table, right? But, yep. but again, it, you know, this is one of those things that I like, like to Damon's points, I'm sure that there's some people out there that, that they love these kinds of, of, you know, it, it's almost like a social event, right? Is, you know, we, everybody gets together and you all have a common interest. And I mean, you all are on a boat for seven nights, I guess. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I guess I, I know that there's people out there that this is an appeal for because Disney wouldn't do this if there wasn't some sort of appeal for it. And the fact that it books up so quick says there is, I just, um, and I guess maybe this is one for, you know, our viewers, maybe if, if, uh, if somebody can elaborate on, on how these things go or what the draw is, I guess, um, just cause I, I don't think any of us really understand it. <laughs> I think there's, yeah, I think there's a little bit of swag draw, right? Like I think there's some yeah. of that. Yeah. And again, I think, we happen to come together, right? Like, and, and besides you guys, you know, I met somebody, you know, in my area. It was funny at the storage unit who was like really big into Disney cruising. But, you know, you don't necessarily get a lot of full blown Disney discussion at a high level with random people that you meet. And I think some people <laughs> yearn for that because we have our outlet. You know, that's a little bit of an outlet for them as well as maybe finding a like minded couple that they can, you know, or family that they could travel with i mean it kind of it kind of points you in the right direction it's like a an e-harmony you know start right you, you've already answered the questions your, your match <laughs> profiles are getting closer because like maybe it's something along those lines yeah I, and i so if any listeners out there have gone on a member cruise in the past we'd love to hear from you about your experience why it appeals to you uh if you would do it again i mean we'd love to hear a little bit about that because uh, i i think i'd like to hear some stories about that and some of your past experiences on that, because I think that would be great to share with with a lot of our listeners who may be interested in this, and uh, or you know maybe getting one of us interested in it, uh, you know, uh, for for future for uh, future reference. So, so yeah, just definitely wanted to talk about that really quickly. And uh, now we're going to talk about something that happened right after uh, our last show came out and and this is i like to call this the outrage of the week i feel like i want to make a segment called the outrage of the week because there's always one thing that changes or one problem that happens where everybody on facebook goes crazy right everyone like loses their mind and and they're gonna sell their membership and and they're done with disney and you know all that stuff and uh so and then there was a lot of conflicting reports about this too so um, for those that don't know or haven't been, uh, Whispering Canyon um, is is a restaurant at Wilderness Lodge. It's right there in the lobby, and they do a lot of crazy stuff at this restaurant, right? So they do. Uh, it's kind of Western themed, right? And so they they'll play tricks on you at the table. Like uh, for example, uh, one of my my, my sister in law when we were there, uh, they she ordered a milkshake and they tied the bottom of her straw. So when she tried to drink out of her straw, she couldn't get any any milkshake out. Or, you know, you ask for a large water and they give you the largest mason jar you've ever seen in your entire life filled with water. You know, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of noise that happens and things like that. And so there were some reports uh, maybe a little like a week and a half ago saying that uh, they decided to stop all the shenanigans at, at Whispering Canyon. Um, although the last the latest report, it seems like they've just asked them to quiet it down. Uh, 
I it's interesting to me because uh, I I love this restaurant for the antics. Like we've gone there in the past because we love the ridiculousness of it. We love the shenanigans that happen there. We love how silly they are, how rude they are. We love all that. At the same time, I've also been walking through the Wilderness Lodge lobby where it's peaceful and serene and you just hear all sorts of screaming and yelling to the left and it kind of almost... Yeah. I'm not going to say it ruins the experience, but it's it's a, it's a weird... Like, if they closed it off and you couldn't hear that, then it, it would be different. But see, it's, it's a juxtaposition of, of the Wilderness Lodge, right? Yes. <laughs> see, exactly. see, see I, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like it's like... When when you want to get chicken wings, right? You can go to like you know Buffalo Brothers, or you can go to a strip club, right? Like so, the decision <laughs> is, is yours on, on where you want to go, right? And, and it's probably the same you know quality of chicken wings, right? But the entertainment level is different. Now, <laughs> I've never personally been to a strip club, so I, I'm only speaking from <laughs> what I can imagine show, it would be like. I'm sorry, I love but, this analogy, <laughs> but, but I, I think that it's truly what it comes down to. Hey, listen, you don't want to stay at the Wilderness Lodge. Don't stay there. You don't want to have it loud. Don't go there. Like, don't ruin it for everyone because there's people that like both places to eat their chicken wings, right? But, like, I don't begrudge either one. And I think that's kind of how I feel about this whole situation is, look, don't go then. There's a million other places. Just don't go. Yeah, and and I, I do agree with you, Damon, is, you know, I, I, I think, you know, Whispering Canyon it does have a reputation enough at this point that, you know, and I, and I can't, I'd have to go look on, uh, on the Disney website, but I'm pre- pretty sure they even mention you know, antics and stuff like that. So, you know, they say does, like something like hooting and hollering or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so antics, it does yeah. kind of frame, you know, the, the restaurant is, you know, you're going to go in there and it's not going to be, you know, you're, you're not going to the grand Floridian where, you know, it's quiet and, you know, everyone's proper and all that you're going to like, like, like a mom and pa rowdy kind of place. Right. So exactly. Yeah. So, so it, it sucks because all this tells me that with these reports is that, you know, enough people got bent out of shape because they went in there and they weren't in the mood for it. And so, so they had a negative experience. Right. And I mean, it makes me sad that, you know, we have to kind of pander to, to, you know, everybody being sensitive, I guess. And I, someone's going to get mad at me for saying that. And I'm sorry, but it's, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it is that, you know, come on guys, like you want interactivity, you want, you know, a unique experience, but if everybody keeps complaining about this stuff, <laughs> it's going to be like someone staying at the new star Wars hotel and saying it's too star Warsy. Or, or getting There's, mad because a Jawa talked to them and, you know, wanted to barter for, you know, a, a thimble exactly. or something, right? Like, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. You know that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, you're right. It is. Well, <laughs> so, and, and my opinion about this is, listen, I, I don't, I wish they wouldn't change it because I love the restaurant the way it is. I love how ridiculous they are. I love the yelling. Uh, I'll tell a quick story. And, and this is a, a unique situation, but it, it is kind of funny. Uh, I was there for Christmas a couple of years ago. And we were, and, and those of you that have been to the resorts around Christmas time, a lot of the resorts they have carolers come in, whether they're, they're dressed really, you know, in costume, and they come in and they they beautifully sing these Christmas carols in the lobbies of these resorts. Well, I'm at Wilderness Lodge, I'm at, I'm at Whispering Canyon, and these carolers come in, and so our waitress comes over and she goes, she goes, we're quieting down a little bit because the carolers are here, right? And not not five seconds later. 
one of the other waiters starts screaming, we need ketchup, like at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and our waitress runs over to him and goes, we're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> so in that situation, totally get it. You know, they've yeah. got the carolers in there, you know, just take it down a notch for, for a couple minutes. But um, it just was the funniest thing because he, he was not a second later. This guy starts screaming right after our waitress told us they were going to quiet it down so everyone could hear the carolers. So I... Listen, I, I don't know what to make of all this because, and, and I haven't seen a lot of people that have been posting that have said, I'm there and this is not happening. I've just seen a lot of people posting, you know, the responses that they've seen from Disney about it being toned down. But I don't know what toned down means. I don't know if it just means they're being not being loud anymore. Like, I mean, are they still going to come up to my table and throw a million straws on the table? Because, I mean, even that kind of stuff I love, you know? So I don't know. Yeah, and and I mean, like what I've heard is you know that like the whole ketchup thing because that, that's a big thing is you know you ask for ketchup and you know they get everybody from every table to bring their ketchup to you and apparently they don't. I heard they don't do that anymore, or that's been the report. And again, we we need a little bit more yeah clarity on this, but um, nobody it, seems it, to know. Nobody seems to know what the answer to this is right now. Yeah, and and but it, you know, in listening to all this, it, it almost sounds to me like. The, you know, the the restaurant's kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time, so to speak, in that, you know, I think if if it was the same restaurant, but they removed it from the lobby of the Wilderness Lodge and put it somewhere where, you know, you, you kind of knew where you were going and you knew, like, like, you had to, you know, make an effort to go there. It wasn't just, you know, off off the lodge where, you know, people are checking in and they're kind of going, what the heck is going on over there and all that. Um I think if that was the case, I don't think this would be as big of a deal as it is. And, and I think totally. And, and yeah, and, and and listening like to your story, Tom, about you know the carolers and everything, is I wonder if that's where Disney's having the conflict. Is not that you know people are are necessarily upset about the experience, but they're trying to you know keep the Wilderness Lodge theme going, and then there's like this one corner where everyone's yelling and screaming and everything, and. Well, they don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> that's exactly right. I I, yeah. I I tend to believe any complaints that they would have gotten wouldn't necessarily be from the restaurant patrons. Would be more from the people that are standing in the lobby that don't want to participate in that and right. then are hearing it. You know, right there. I do think it would be completely different if that restaurant was completely closed off and you couldn't hear any of the antics from the lobby. Like no one would complain about that because they wouldn't ha- hear it. They wouldn't know what was going on. So I, I don't know. It's it's disappointing, and I hope they figure out a way to make it work. Um, you know, even if maybe they just, they make, they say, okay, from this hour to this hour, it's, you know, we can be crazy. And then after this time, it's a little bit quieter. So guests aren't complaining. I don't know, but it's, it is disappointing to hear. Okay. All right. Here I got, I got the answer. Okay. We're going to (laughs) take Whispering Canyon and we're going to move it to the haunted river country resort. Yes. That's exactly. Okay. (laughs) Is everyone on board? You were, wait, was that? Did we talk about that in the last show? You did, and I, I did listen to the last episode, so I, I'm I'm up to date <laughs> like on my best idea you guys ever. were talking about. <laughs> yeah, is that he's uh, Trevor's building on your idea for a resort, Damon. That's yeah, <laughs> I, so I like that. I like move that. Whispering so Canyon there, yeah. and, and it can have its own little place, and That'd yeah, awesome. There you go. 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, that's a great idea. That's perfect. <laughs> they they are clearing land uh, in that area. Oh no, I'm sorry. They're clearing land in uh, where the rumored Epcot hotel is. But we're actually not going to talk about that today. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing us talk about the rumored Epcot hotels until we know anything more firm. So we'll wait until there's framework there before we talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, anything else you guys want to say about this before we move on? Because uh, you know we do want to. Uh, keep going here but uh i i mean i'm it's disappointing to hear uh, you know i i do kind of understand it though as much as it stinks that it's happening so okay great um so really quickly here uh you know some quick highlights the annual theme park attendance report was released we actually talked about this last year on an episode and so wanted to re-bring it up again uh you know uh, just kind of some of the different things uh, that we, we are noticing from uh, the theme park report. Disney parks had a record year of growth, uh, which was 6.8%. There was, it was a huge growth across the, across their whole, uh, all of their parks. Um, Animal Kingdom surpassed Epcot for, in attendance for the first time, uh, you know, basically because of Pandora. I think we, proje- we predicted this last year when we talked about this on the show is that this was going to happen, right? Yeah. So, it's not surprising at all to anybody. Yeah, I couldn't see how this wouldn't happen at, just because Pandora is, is, you know, it was the latest, greatest thing for 2017. Also, I think this also speaks to, to Epcot and the state that it's, that it's in right now. True. Because there's a lot of work that needs to be done at Epcot. And, and really, I think this is okay, though, because I, I, think, I think that these, like, you shouldn't have it that, you know, there's always one park that's, beating everything else although i know magic kingdom is you know that park but is, yeah. but i think it's good that they're actually starting to rotate the other parks right like it or that yeah. you are starting to see incentive that you know people don't all want to be in magic kingdom all the time so well and and you know truth be told it's we fully expect right that when star wars opens that hollywood studios is going to blow all three of them uh, not all, <laughs> all of them out of the water except magic kingdom right uh, and, I can't, I, it's not. It can't surpass Magic Kingdom. Okay. I can't see that. Toy Story happening. Land and Star Wars Land together. Uh, I could see it happening. Wow, that'd be crazy. I, if that, <laughs> I think. I think Star Wars is big enough. With I know Toy Story is not the 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 big one, but I think you know there's enough momentum there. I seriously think that that park could do it. <laughs> well, and interestingly enough, once. And it's funny because it almost feels like it's happening in stages, right? Where it's like, okay, so all the stuff opened last year in Animal Kingdom. And then, you know, this year, Toy Story. And the next year, uh, Star Wars. So 18 and 19 are going to be great years for Hollywood Studios. And then probably 2020, Ratatouille is going to open. And Guardians of the Galaxy is going to open at Epcot. And, you know, maybe some more things that we don't even know about yet will, will be opening or being built. So then maybe Epcot makes a recovery. So it's it's a weird kind of tiered thing that they're doing. Not weird. It makes sense. But yeah. it's 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 kind of funny how this is how this is uh shaking out but um so two more million more people visited animal kingdom uh last year than they did before and they were Dis- all in line for flight they were all, they were all in line for flight <laughs> all, all at once in the yeah. morning <laughs> like at no, six o'clock in the morning <laughs> that was those six hour lines that you were seeing exactly <laughs> um and then uh, so shanghai disneyland uh had 11 million guests last year which is pretty pretty great actually disneyland paris grew by 15 percent, which is a big deal and the thing i thought that was most interesting about this was disney parks outgrew universal for the first time since harry potter so percentage wise obviously now obviously universal was 
and the basement basically before Harry Potter, right? So they had yep. a lot of room to grow. They were they, you know when they when they did Harry Potter that you know the double digits every year, but it was kind of a flat year for Universal last year, um, which is not a terrible thing for them. Uh, you know, it's not going down, right? Um, but they and they didn't have any major attractions basically come out last year. So, well, so Fast what? And the Furious, man. Yeah, I was going to say they, they, well, they had Fast they had Furious. Yeah, yeah, and then Fast and the Furious is this year. Listen, here's the here's the big thing though. Their Halloween, because they have Stranger Things, is going to be oh, bananas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So we're going because I can't not go. Like, how can you not go? Do they have like the things. upside down? Is that what That's it is? What they're like, doing. <sighs> yes, they are. That's really. Cool. Um. So we're going. We're driving to Florida ten hours, going for a day, and driving back home. Wow. We're gonna do it. <laughs> wow. We're gonna do it. That's amazing. Um, just for that, so I, I'd be curious to see what the numbers look like in, in October because of that. And so here's the other thing with Universal is yeah they're they're kind of leveling out right now. They also have Nintendo Nintendo Land coming, which which, which again yeah. could be yeah. bigger than Star Wars. As crazy as that sounds, I well, they could. I don't well, you'll it. have you'll well, have well, the think two about... of them side by side, right? They, True. They will both they're they're different demographics. And they're both powerhouses. Mm, I don't know right? about that. You think they're different demographics? Uh, I know lots of video game geeks that don't like Star Wars, believe it or not. <laughs> That's, uh, okay, but you yeah. also must know people that don't play video games that love Star Wars. That's also uh, true. Yeah. Because so, I do, yeah, right? You, like, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. two, are, I, I the two think, aren't required. <laughs> I think what, what, what we have to remember is, right, so when we break down those numbers is outside of the U.S., right? Outside of the U.S., Star Wars is still a phenomenon. Let's let's be real about it. That's true. But does it compete with with Mario? I don't think mm. so. Right? Most recognizable characters in the world, like <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah. Mario. Yeah, right? Mario so, is Mario is the biggest in the world. It, so it, it, exactly. So I, I think that you know we have to make sure that we keep you know that you know outside of the U.S. and even Canada centric mentality that you know it could be bigger because of that i don't know for me i i, I love games i i think i'm more interested in star wars than than nintendo but you're in but. the united states right like yeah no that's true the no, creator true. of yeah. mario is is a national hero outside of the that's united true. states yeah, no, right like in his country he is a michael jordan right like so think about that <laughs> not right wrong. so it, i think it will be interesting it just depends on how they do it and remember the big knock is they just don't have the land to make an expansion they don't like star wars does unless they buy up some of that old land that they gave back still a theory yeah but anyway but <laughs> they also have the creator of mario backing the whole thing so i mean that that's like having you know like like a huge imagineer for but specific to nintendo Sure. In your I mean, just so. hearing about some of those rides, which is all conjecture at this point, they all sound absolutely ridiculous. Well, yeah. they haven't even announced Nintendo Land yet, right? It's just it's no, it's no, still... it's announced. They're, oh, it's, they're, it's okay. officially yeah. announced. Yes, I thought it right. was. I thought it was still just rumored. No, there's there's a video you should watch too. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's officially announced. I, I, I can't wait until they make me uh, make my car like you know if it's the Mario Kart coaster yeah. that you know, but it'll be like <laughs> Nintendo Labo where I'll have to. Like you know, make the car out of cardboard before I can ride the ride or something. <laughs> That's the queue line when you know, just yeah. kind of like uh, like test track everything. where you got to build your car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I do enjoy that, but anyway. So yeah, I thought these were interesting just because of uh, some of the different things that uh, you know changed, and I was I, I thought it was interesting that Disneyland Paris grew. Uh, you know, since now um, 
Disney has taken over that part completely, uh, you know, because that one has always been a, a big struggle. Um, and, and I mean, everyone's been talking about how much, how busier the parks, uh, you know, how much busier they, the parks were last year. And now they, you know, they can feel vindicated because they really were. Because um, everything did grow and, and everything in general grew. So um, so let's move on to a couple other things. Our new uh, segment we have here called DizTech. Really quickly here, two patents that I both think have completely everything to do with the Star Wars uh, hotel. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I'm looking at these and I'm thinking Star Wars hotel, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and actually, I, I'm amazed at the amount of patents that they've been filing that all seem to be for the Star Wars Hotel. <laughs> I mean, this this place is going to be crazy tech. I mean, over-the-top tech. But um, they filed another patent for lightsaber-based augmented reality. Um, and so I, it, this looks really cool. And I'll, I'll just, I'm not going to like blow over these things. I just want to mention both of them in, in one breath here. But uh, lightsaber-based augmented reality. And also they filed a patent for a narrative system as well, where basically... It's a development of what they call a procedural uh, system for emergent narrative construction. Now, that's a, a fancy way to say, basically, uh, when users are going to input data and the system is going to construct a nar- narrative based on that data, which sounds... Westworld, like they said. Exactly. Yeah. They, Westworld. Exactly. Yeah. So if anybody's watched <laughs> Westworld, kind of like that, right? <laughs> so. Dude, and if you, if you listen, uh, as a sidebar here, if you've watched Westworld, go watch the original. It, it is much better than you think. The second one is horrible, but the first one... It's really good. The first movie. It holds up yeah. well. Yeah, the, the actual movie. The, the show is great, the too. The show is great. The show, the show is great, too. But you know what? That movie from the 70s is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the second episode, the, the part two, I don't even know what they called it. It was absolutely garbage. But the first one, well worth watching. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> no, I like the side note. So um, the just really quickly to explain everything, the uh, the patent for the augmented reality system for the for the lightsabers um, an, on, uh, basically, it's an augmented reality system for, for providing an AR experience to a user of an AR venue. Includes a hardware processor, a, a memory, light detector, a display, blah blah blah. <laughs> it all basically. sounds horrible coming out of Tom's mouth. It does, One of us should it? have read that. <laughs> well, Bas- no, yeah, basically, this means you put on glasses and then you can actually see the lightsaber out in front of you exactly. and move it around like you would a real lightsaber, and it can actually interact with things. So, like, you can hit something and it'll. You'll get that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get that, you know, the spark and everything, but it's all done through augmented reality is, is like an overlay instead of VR where, you know, your, your vision is completely blocked. You can still see your surroundings, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like um, Pokemon, whatever that's called. Yeah. What's that called again? Pokemon go. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Like Pokemon go. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I do. I do. You guys read these things and think anything, but I mean, I can see some of them being used in Star Wars Land too. But the the hotel just it, this screams hotel. Now, this is going to be tough because right when you're doing you know some sort of AR, it, depending on. So to me, it's it's kind of like Trevor said, right? Is it going to be something where you're standing in front of a big screen like the Jedi training and people see it, right? Then I could see that being in Star Wars Land, you know. Um, but if it's something where you're putting on glasses, right? Then then that is specifically towards you. And then you're going to have to have something like that at the hotel, right? It depends exactly how they AR, right? Because there are kind of, like I said, you can look at that two ways, right? Look at Pokemon Go, where like someone's looking at the screen as you're playing, you know, the person that's up there gets a little bit of force feedback and kind of see what's going on. Or is it going to be something with glasses? I I, think that they'll use something in both places. It might just be a little different. Yeah, I I feel this is going to be like a controlled like in a room, like a Jedi temple or something like that, where they can, where they can really define, you know, the use case for it. Like if, if they just had it out in the open in well, Star Wars land, 
Here's something that's also interesting too, right? So we talk about the void, right? And let, let's talk about D- Disney business practices for a quick second, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there is nothing to say that the void get, doesn't get kicked out and something like this takes its place as they take all their data in from what the void is doing. Yeah. Right? Let's also kind of keep that in mind, right? That that's not something that we haven't seen before business practice wise uh, from Disney. I'm not saying good or bad, right? Their show, right? Their land, their show, they do whatever they want. But it's just, it's another interesting thought. Go ahead, Trevor. I'm sorry. I I was going to say, and the the thing to keep in mind is that it's not, you know, necessarily them kicking out the void. It's just, you know, they may decide, you know, to shut down Star Wars Secrets of the Empire. And then in a lot of cases, they do partner with companies like the void to build out the next experience so it could be that yeah the void is is like the the pilot for this kind of thing and then you're going to go next level where you're not you're not you know playing a 20-minute story where you've actually got a lightsaber you know you're doing jedi training or something like that i i I do believe that disney is a is an investor in the void i could be wrong about this but i do believe they own a part of the void so just want to throw that out there of the company of the actual I, company that builds the I game. would have to go and look, but I, 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 I wouldn't believe, doubt that. I believe I read that they are an investor in Tom, the company. fact check before you bring that up, please. <laughs> I, I, I believe I've read that, so I could be wrong. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I could see what you're talking about, where they would develop their own technology and, um, you know, kind of not necessarily kick them out, but, yeah, like, yeah, I guess kick them out, right? <laughs> Yes, they did invest in it. I, I am correct. So I did look it up for you guys, and I did figure <laughs> it out. So I am I am correct. They are an investor. <laughs> it was part of their accelerator. Uh, the, the, you know, they do have a, a tech uh, accelerator, and uh, they, they did invest in them. So, okay. So I wasn't wrong about that. Anyway, um, I could see them using this, like you said, as at like a temple at like a jedi temple type thing uh either in star wars land or in in the hotel i also think this could have applications as well in the void um i do I, i'm also thinking though too that there could be a lot of opportunity with that narrative system too like how are they going to use that are they going to use that to shape how you interact with star wars land are they going to use that to how you interact with the hotel uh how the you know how the robots interact with you i i there, i think there's a lot of interesting possibilities along with that yeah, I mean that that to me sounds like um yeah, like you know you I I'm envisioning you get to the hotel, you know, you give them a bunch of information, you kind of hint as, you know, whether you're a you're a, a new order supporter or a rebel supporter or whatever and then that and then yeah, they take all that stuff together and then it it prompts, you know, who you're going to meet, what kind of stuff you're going to be involved in and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I I mean I can't see them not doing this, especially for yeah. the amount that they've been selling the Star Wars hotel as being an interactive thing. You need a system like this to make it work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Speaking of Star Wars Land, an opening season has been re- uh, revealed for both of the parks. Yay! <laughs> this so is, far away though. <laughs> it really it's, it feels really far away, but we'll be here before you know it. So. Uh, opening at Disneyland Resort in the summer of 2019 and in late fall 2019 at, at Walt Disney World. Um, for me, I I look at those and I kind of don't know what that means, <laughs> right? So, because summer to me is like when it gets hot here, right? I, yeah. But like you know, obviously the official start of summer is different from when it feels like summer. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, do they? Do you think in Disneyland they try to open a Memorial Day weekend? Is that too early in summer? 
Um, and then my question is, I'm planning on going to the parks next October, the the first week of, of October. That's that's not late fall, I guess, right? Would you consider late fall like November, December? I, I don't know. So if I'm looking at like when spring, summer, fall, winter officially starts, so summer starts June 21st. So then you're talking end of June that it would open up in Disneyland, which makes sense because then, you know, it's right into summer and like July, August, it'll be crazy. And, and kind of like how they're doing toy story land, right? It'll be like that. The fall yep. 2019 fall technically runs up until December because you winter doesn't start till December 21st. So, which is, which doesn't make sense to me in any way. And, but. <laughs> and, and to me, so, so here's the weird thing is that you have Halloween and you have Christmas in there as well. So you've got, you got Halloween parties, Christmas parties, and all those decorations going on. You're going to fit in the launch of star Wars land in there as well. To like, literally the busiest time of the entire year. Yeah. Like the very busiest time is November, December, and you're going to launch the biggest land you've ever launched. I don't know. just, sounds like a nightmare to me <laughs> yeah I, but but i'm sure they have reasoning for it i know i know we had talked about that that yeah that the one in disney world they're they're further behind on construction yep. for yep. some reason so i mean it makes sense that whose dog is barking who doesn't like star oh. wars land <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about like, i don't hear anything <laughs> you can hear him yeah oh yes he's, he's like downstairs okay he's mad he's mad about star wars land <laughs> yeah clearly he, he objects to this but, he objects yeah. does, does this change? but he can go right can yeah. he go uh no is it is there going to be a star wars you know pet area Dog. now as yeah. well no no you sure you don't know they i don't. could dress them up in the cantina like there could be a dog cantina. David, know. I feel like the only thing that would make you go, get to Disneyland is the fact that you could get to Star Wars land like four or five months earlier. <laughs> the, right? I have a hard time with this with this as well because this kind of throws all of my plans, you know, for a, a big loop. So we're, we're talking about talking about really going twice. I mean, obviously, I'll never go to Disneyland, so that's off the table. But when we talk about <laughs> Disney World, like, man, it's going to make me have to go twice that year. Well, that's the problem. It's like, how do you plan when you... I mean, it's so vague to say late fall. I mean, that could be... Wait, which one is it? Disneyland is when? Disneyland is summer, and then Disney World is late fall. Man, that's so tough. I know, because we don't know what that means, right? Like, I can plan my trip for the first week of October, but I don't don't think it'll be open by then. Maybe they'll be in previews. But here's the thing. You can't, just like I really can't, right? Kids are in school, right? That's tough, man. It's tough. Right, so you're gonna have again since my you know oldest will be in high school. I can't just whip him out for a week because trust me, if he wasn't in high school, we'd be going when it opens. But because we don't know that, it's you know the only other thing I, I can possibly think about is that they already know how to deal with those crowds. Right, those crowds are gonna be max capacity no matter what they do. This is almost a way to kind of just open it up with with max capacity built in right i kind of know what i'm saying though like it's like you're yeah. already going to be a max capacity well what's the what does it matter if you open another land really <laughs> yeah. rather than trying to put it in a time that's usually not max capacity and then dealing with all the repercussions of what that means to your business i'm just imagining people showing up to go into star wars land and being told by like 9 30 it's like parks closed we're over capacity and being well, I mean, just, people so, just being so they pissed. had that in. Listen, <laughs> they had that at Universal. I, I know we don't. That doesn't happen a lot at Disney, but I mean, you, you guys have been to Harry Potter or no? Neither one of you. 
No, not yet. I, I have not. I, I yeah, I'm not. A big anyway, the, the lands are rather small, right? So what ends up happening is they can be closed, just straight up closed, right? The rest of the park is open, and just Harry Potter, too bad for you, it's closed. Like it happens. Like so, there's not like there isn't a precedence set in the Florida area because of that, right? Um, but I mean, I see that as a possibility. I mean, I think that they would do something like that that they do at Harry Potter, where you know Star Wars is shut down. You know what I mean? Not like all of everything, but just Star Wars is shut down. So you yeah, know a bit. I, I think with that though, they really have to set expectations for it because you but know it's just, <laughs> Harry Potter was the same way though, right? Listen, right. Again, but... we talk about Star Wars and Harry Potter, and just in terms of of audience. I don't think they're that far off, man. Like, I, I think they're pretty close in terms of, you know, straight up audience and demographic of both of those. And by every measurement, Harry Potter was way smaller than Star Wars plans to be. And they turn people away. I mean, it is what it is. And this is going to be a much, much, much larger land than the Harry Potter. Like you're saying, there's going to be a lot more space in these Star yeah. Wars lands. So, I mean, but I, I think they'll turn people away. I, I, I think that 100% is going to happen, at least in the beginning. I, I think that people will be turned away. I well, mean, have people ever been turned away at Pandora yet? Yeah, that, that oh, happened yeah, when happened. it launched. Yeah. yeah. They, so, they said, no, you can't come in. So that's life. Yeah. I guess, yeah, so that's the case is, you know, don't don't plan to be there day one unless you're going to, you know, get up at 6 a.m. to to get into the park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, people are going to camp overnight. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> like yeah, that's gonna right. ha- if if Disney lets them, people are gonna camp overnight at the park entrance. I mean, I don't think Disney will let them, but people would. But I, I'm thinking to myself, man, I, even if I'm not sure that it would be open by October, I'm gonna have to book this 11 months out, and I might have to. I'm gonna have to book my home resort because I. I mean, nah. who? You don't think nah. so? No, you nope. st- you still won't do it, Damon. No, I, I don't think it's gonna be necessary. I, I really don't. I mean, unless you're talking about being there in the first three weeks of its official excuse me its official opening date no i don't yeah. think so and, and yeah I, I agree because i mean sorry people who are in dbc they're not they're not thinking the same way as you know people that are going for that once in a lifetime trip you know that you can you can always go back when you want right so here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play something in tom's memory that he's just he's not aware of yet trevor so <laughs> when your daughter is looking to go to disney right <laughs> For okay. the first time, are you going to give two rats butts about Star Wars? You're not. Probably not. No, I mean, exactly. And, that's, that's, and that's think about true. again, we, we have to keep, continue true. to think about the demographic, well, right? Like the demographic of who's going to Disney and how that percentage breaks down. Well, and, and my wife and I have already talked about this. We might avoid that altogether when we go in October because we're going to have uh, my daughter will be avoid one what? and a half years. All of Star Wars land, like because my daughter yeah. will be one and a half at that. Why do you point. think Star Wars land is going to be open? Didn't we just? Well, have this it might discussion? not be. No, I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> it's not going to be. I know, it, it won't be. It won't be. But even <laughs> if it was, we would just avoid that whole area anyway because my daughter is going to be one and a half. We're going to be focused on other places and other things. You will you know, be you're, wait, you're going to be waiting like all the rest of the chumpy parents at <laughs> poo at the poo ride, like we all had to. That's what you're going to be doing. You're I like be, the Winnie the Pooh ride. <laughs> yeah, well, wait till, wait till the line's two hours and you got to sit through it with a one and a half year old. I mean, you're going to have to because we all did yeah but course. you know it's not one of the funnest things in the world i will tell you that <laughs> you will learn fast pass zen for fantasy <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, i'm a, i'm a fast pass master my friend <laughs> yeah but you'll be fast passing things that you'll be like 
oh, really? I got a fast pass this? <laughs> yes, you, you know, do. You know, sometimes a fast pass for Small World makes sense. Yeah, I, no. <laughs> as, as long as you're not telling you me to fast it. pass monsters, uh, La- monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, I'm, you know we're we're good. Or Philhar Magic. I'm not fast passing any of those ever. <laughs> so. Well, those come free. Those are like free fast passes, so it doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not even necessary. So, all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. What do you say? <laughs> do you, anything else you want to mention about this before we wrap up tonight? Nope. No, I, I mean, I just, I just want to say that, you know, I, I feel that while we had to have a shorter show that, you know, I, maybe I had prepared an awful lot of stuff about Damon's detours, which I guess we'll wait till next oh, episode. Oh, I didn't know you had a detour today. That's my fault. I, I, I sent you a message. No, I kid. Those were upcoming. Those, <laughs> you said, you said upcoming. 2019 for those. <laughs> no, no, that's what I said. They're coming, but I want to start talking about them now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to be in there. So listen, for everyone that loves my detours, next episode. Next episode. All right. We, we will have we'll have an extended. Wait, or it could be away. No, I won't be away. No, you won't be. Away. No, it'll, it'll be, be right before you leave. We needed okay. a Trevor trip recap this episode. Oh, I, so, I 100% yeah. agree. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. <laughs> well, next next episode we will have a Damon detour for sure. All right. So, Trevor, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, um, as usual, we love hearing your guys' comments. Um, we love uh, you know. Please write into us. Um, you can find us via email at uh, welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, uh, we do have a website as well, www.welcomehomepodcast.com, if you want to go look at that for five minutes. Um, also, uh, again, you know, like we, we asked you guys opinions and stuff as we were going through the episode, but if you guys got questions, if you got things you want us to uh, to talk about or anything along that lines, um, we we very much love your questions again by email or um, you can also find us uh, via social media as well. So uh, on Facebook, you can find us as uh, welcome home podcast on Twitter, welcome home pod and Instagram as welcome home picks. And as usual, um, if you guys are subscribing to us through iTunes or um, Google play, um, we do appreciate those reviews uh, because they do help us become more visible so that more people can find us. Yeah, and don't forget to uh, subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be, uh, you know, reminded every time we release a new episode. Uh, you know, it's always nice when we send an episode out and you get a little reminder on your phone that you have a new Welcome Home that you can listen to. Of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, any app that's, you know, has podcasts. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Uh, and, of course, just a reminder to our listeners, as always, uh, Welcome Home Podcasts for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any opinions we express on this show are our own. So, please consult a DVC representative or a cast member uh, if you have any questions about anything we talked about on this show today. Um, you can, uh, Damon, do you have anything you want to promote today? Do you have your puppet show going yet? So my puppet has, has been out of the box. He's been doing some demo work. I have my lighting set up. I have my camera <laughs> set up. I have my monitor set up. I've gone through a full course of Jim Henson's videos online. Oh. So we are like... We're right there. I, for all the budding puppeteers that listen to our show, I can tell you, like, moving the mouth with just your thumb, not your upper hand, is, is very taxing. And I'm just not <laughs> physically able to do it yet. Like, I, I'm in training. I'm still in training. Okay. Well, so sometime soon you, you can promote that. And uh, uh, so uh, thanks you. So let us know when you have that done because I'm sure some people will want to watch that. Uh, so thanks again for listening join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and of course more DVC talk Uh, we hope to see you all real soon this is Skipper Alpha
Robert Awald, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. How she can cuddle is not